Aloha. Aloha. And howdy. <laughs> and howdy, Aloha. <laughs> I am just a simple man from Texas by way of Hawaii. I love dogs. I love God. And I love beer. Not necessarily in that order. It is Lent, so I'm going to save the beer for the 1115 lecture. But for now, let us focus on God and dogs. Particularly two of my trinity of terriers, Sam and Sinbad. Dogs who, like Abraham, could teach us something about walking in the presence of a God who gives life to the dead and the nearly dead. The Lord who calls into existence things that do not exist or that we cannot imagine as being possible or redemptive or possibly redemptive. The creative recreator who gives us hope against hope. The one who can transform suffering into salvation, loss into life, reality into resurrection. The best prayer that I know, and it's a good Lenten prayer, is this one. Lord, help me to be the person my dog thinks that I am. (laughs) I am not there yet, but thanks to Sam and Sinbad, I am more aware of who that person is. Many years ago, I was living in Austin, Texas, as I came into church this morning, someone stopped me and said, oh, Austin, yeah, the only bad thing about Austin is that it's surrounded by Texas. (laughs) But I was living in Austin, and um, my girlfriend at the time, a woman whose name was Rachel, we decided that what we really needed was a puppy, and we got Sam. And Sam was the poster puppy for all that a cute dog should be. He was an Airedale pure breed. He was so loving and outgoing and trusting. Now, according to the dogma dealers, Airedales are supposed to be, quote, dignified and aloof. That's the nature of the breed, which just goes to show you how insignificant stereotypes and assumptions are. Sam was just the opposite. He was goofy and gregarious. And the whole neighborhood knew and loved Sam, and Sam knew and loved the whole neighborhood. Sam even counted cats among his friends. How's that for an inclusive theology? When Sam was only about a year old, by this time he was an 82-pound handsome devil of a dog. One Sunday morning I had invited Rachel to come to my church. And she did, and I was glad. But while she was at church that morning, something terrible happened back home in her apartment where Sam lived. There was a gas leak. There was an explosion that blew out all of the windows. There was a fire that broke out and began to engulf the building. Sam had been, as was his custom, asleep on the bed when The flames swept over his body, burning him badly, threatening his life. Sam ran and hid in a closet, and he burrowed under a pile of clothes. And as he began to cry out and yelp and whimper, 
as the flames drew closer and closer. That could have been the end of the story. And it could have been the end of Sam. Because you know our human tendency is to run away from danger, to try to save and preserve our lives, isn't it? But the neighbors who heard Sam's cries apparently had some of the gospel within their hearts, knew something of this life-giving paradox of which Jesus speaks. They knew something about loving your neighbor as you love yourself, and they ran toward that which could threaten their own existence. Racing up the stairs, they kicked in the door, they found Sam in the midst of the flames, scooped him up, and carried him to safety. They put him in their car. They rushed him to the veterinarian's office. And the veterinarian did not think that Sam was going to live. And if he did live... He thought that he would never be healthy, and he was sure that he would never be an adorable dog again. He would be marred, and he would be scarred for the rest of his life. To make matters worse, the fire inspector's official report, which came out the next week, stated, cause of fire, dog turned on gas jet. But that's not the end of the story either. The next week, Sam began to heal, H-E-A-L. And it was a struggle, but he was able to walk the block to the party that all of the neighbors threw in his honor at the house across the street from the fire. And large banners were unfurled from second story windows that read, Get well, Sam, and Sam is innocent. Sam lost his ears in the fire, but eventually the fur grew back, his trust, his faith, his longing for life and love returned as well. He was elected mayor of his street in Austin and became well known throughout the city as the fearless, earless Airedale. For the rest of his days, Sam served as the official ambassador of the rest of the story. For Sam, a story of pain and suffering became a story of rescue and recovery. A story of near death became a story of virtual resurrection. A story of completely bad news became a story of good news. So fast forward to Holy Week of this past year. Sam had actually helped me write a popular book to share his story and years ago had gone on to the great boneyard beyond. I had a beautiful, wonderful dog on Kauai whose name combined my Texas roots and my new Hawaii home. His name is Nawili Willie Nelson. (laughs) And Willie and I had a great life. We were not looking for trouble, we were not looking for adventure, and we were definitely not looking for another dog when a friend of mine contacted me. My friend's name is Luke. He's known on the island of Kauai as St. Luke. Luke has a very powerful story about almost losing his own life, but eventually finding a new life. 
He's a lifelong resident of Hawaii, and he's an avid paddler. Paddling is almost as popular as surfing. And the big canoe race each year is between the island of Oahu and the island of Molokai. And just a few years ago, Luke's canoe team was paddling, and they were paddling hard, and they were paddling well, and they were in first place. They were winning the race. And the time came to trade off, and so Luke jumped into the water momentarily to switch places with another paddler. And the motorboat that was following the canoes for safety purposes, lest anyone get in trouble, did not see him dive into the water and ran over him. He was injured so badly, no one thought he would survive. But miraculously, he did survive. And Luke, who was already a great guy, now lives his life with a more intense appreciation for and reverence for life and all of God's creatures and all of God's creation. And one night, Luke and his wife, Sochi, two who have adopted more animals than they know what to do with, found a cowering, injured, abused, hungry, fearful dog off to the side of the road near their house. This poor creature was literally shaking. He was so afraid. It was Holy Week. In fact, it was the day after Palm Sunday, the Sunday of the Passion. It took Luke an hour, but he was finally able to get close enough to the dog to pick him up and put him in his car. The dog's back legs were not working. It looked like someone perhaps had beat him and injured his spine. There was a recent wound where the dog had been pierced in his side. Luke and Sochi took him to the Humane Society where they discovered that this dog was microchipped and he had a name. His name was Sinbad. Sinbad. It was Holy Week. They called the number for Sinbad's owner, and the voice on the other said, I do not know the dog. I do not have a dog. And in fact, denied knowing him three times. And because it is Kauai, I can guarantee you that at that moment, somewhere on the island, the rooster crowed. (laughs) The Humane Society told Luke, look, He's an injured, old, scared, skittish, abandoned dog. We'll give you till Friday, and then we're going to put him down. Friday. Good Friday is never the end of the story. Luke told me about Sinbad. Willie and I went to visit him on Maundy Thursday. The wonderful volunteer at the Humane Society said, Oh, that's Sinbad. He's so sweet. But just understand that he'll, he'll never run. He can barely walk. Sinbad came over and put his head in my lap, sniffed Willie, wagged his tail, and looked up at me with eyes that seemed to have just a faint glimmer of faith, just a hint of hope against hope which is enough. On Good Friday, Willie and I went to the Humane Society and picked him up 
and brought him home and Sinbad became part of our family. But that's not the end of the story either. On Easter Day, given a new leash on life, (laughs) guess who was running like a rabbit in my backyard? Out running, now Willie Willie Nelson. Sinbad. Then Jesus began to teach his disciples that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected and be killed. And Peter, who would later deny him, began to rebuke him because Peter did not have the faith or the vision to turn the page or read ahead or move through the bad news to get to the good news. He did not understand that to be a believer is to deny yourself and take up a cross and follow him wherever he leads, up the stairs, across the tracks, into the fire, to the side of the street, into your own backyard. To be willing not to save your life and so lose it, but to lose your life and so save it. That is the story that never ends.